awareness, and non-duality. For reference, you can take a look at my video called The Awareness Trap, if you're interested in more background on The Awareness Trap. But without going into great detail on that, I just want to highlight and experientially explore the connection between awareness and non-duality. So often people will find themselves in this space or describe their experience or their insight or their realization as something called formless awareness or bare awareness, or there is only awareness. Now, if this is your experience or your insight, or if you've just heard a lot of people say this and feel like it rings true, then I would suggest a deeper exploration, meaning this is not the final position. This is not the final stage of realization. In fact, it's something like a halfway point, perhaps. Now, as I describe in the video uh, that I mentioned at the beginning, the awareness trap, for some people in this space, there can be a heck of a lot of resistance to going deeper. And it comes in the form of, well, there is no deeper because there is only formless awareness. There's no form. The realization has shown me or the realization is that there is no form. There are no things, no objects, etc. So it can experientially feel as if, how could that go farther? How could that go deeper? How could that be more clear or more realized? But it can, of course. So the next step, if this is where you find yourself or this is what you resonate most with, the next step is to clarify the nature of presence itself or the nature of phenomena. When I say phenomena, I mean the qualia of experience. For instance, when you listen to the ambient sounds in the room right now, take it all in. Don't think about it. Don't conceptualize. And by the way, when I'm talking about non-duality in this way, non-dual realization, I'm already making some assumptions about your insight that you truly understand and have realized non-conceptuality, that nothing I'm talking about is a construct. It's not a model in the mind. It's not a way of seeing things. It's not a metaphysics and it's not a philosophy. So we're talking about direct experience. So I'll use the term qualia here for fun, that there's a certain immediateness, immediacy, directness to sound. Just hear that. Now, as you hear the sound, or as the sound stands on its own, just as it is now, where is awareness? Is it somewhere else? Just experiencing the sound. Is there a space in which that sound's occurring called awareness? How do you have to move your mind or attention to experience awareness as a container for sound. Just the sound. That's where I want you to stay in exploration. The sound has no distance, it has no form. 
it has no purpose or meaning unless there's a thought about it. And importantly, but this requires a subtle degree of realization to clarify this, it doesn't exist somewhere. This doesn't mean that it, it exists nowhere. It doesn't exist in this formless place called nowhere. Because to experience a formless place called nowhere, you have to construct a very subtle but a very real mental image of space. Sound is too real, too close, too immediate, too just this to say that it is abiding somewhere, occurring somewhere, arising somewhere. Somewhereness will not be found in the sound itself. Or we could say the hearing of the sound. Or we could say in the heard. Now, you could say there's an aspect of this heard, this sound, and hopefully you're remaining right with the sound as we move through this. You could say there's an aspect that is aware. There's awareness here somewhere. Isn't there? But is that awareness at a distance? Is there an aware one? Is there an aware one? Or an aware consciousness apart from the sound itself? without thinking about it, without referencing something you've learned like consciousness or awareness. Is there a distance from which the sound is heard? Is there an angle from which the sound is received? Is there a receiver of the sound? Is there a hearer? You'll just find more sound, more this. The key to this is taking reference from the, the heard or the sound or the hearing, whatever, but taking reference from that solely. That has to be your teacher because it's very easy for concepts to slip in here, but we're not interested in concepts. We're interested in immediate experience without concepts. So you could say it has a certain aware quality but even that requires a subtle reflection to call it aware. Because if there's no one, nothing, no space, no consciousness, no awareness to be aware, what does awareness mean anymore? And if there's no labels, sound, ambient sound, hearing, then there's just So stay with that. Now, as you stay with that, you can ask, where or how does the mind move to create the sense of 
a receiver of the sound. Watching how the mind raises that illusion can dispel the illusion. It can seem like there's something here, something in the body, something in the mind or head or something that feels like the space where the receiving occurs or the receiver exists. But you can also notice that's simply a thought right now because the sound is just what it is and it's just where it is and that where is nowhere in particular. So how can it be transmitted? How can it be received somewhere? How can there be a perceptual distance? Only through thought. So when we talk about non-dual realization, we're talking about something pretty subtle, but the good news is it's very simple. It's very, very simple. More simple than our busy, complicated mind could ever imagine. <laughs> the mind can't do anything with this because it really doesn't experience it. It's a reflection of it. And that reflection has a lot of distortion in it. So the good news, we can go right back to the simplicity of hearing. Simplicity of the herd. Now, there could be a subtle sense that there's the herd. And then there's the sensation field of the body like the touch sensation or the internal sensation. It could seem like those are in two different spaces or there's a border between them or that they're in overlapping spaces. This can be the basic setup of subject object or the basic setup of the me and that which the me perceives or hears. Again, this is a subtle non-conceptual thought. But you can't just talk yourself out of it often. You need to explore it directly. So you can allow your attention to rest fully in the sensation field. However it is. Whether it feels like it has a center or not. And then you can subtly, gently move your attention to the sound field taking in fully the sound, just the sound, just the herd. Did anything have to move or change? Did attention actually move? Is there a gap? Is there an overlap? Or is it possible that there's no need to move attention at all from the sensation field, the entirety of the sensation field of the apparent body to the entire sound field? Can you experience them simultaneously as fully overlapping or as one experience field? That is body sound, sound body. 
sound sensation, sensation sound. No place that they overlap, no barrier between. Just stay with it. Again, you could ask the question, is there a boundary? But when you ask the question, remain on the side of experience. Don't look for a conceptual answer. It's the potential pitfall for inquiry is the mind can get activated. We're not interested in the mind here. So is there a boundary? And then we rest fully with the sense fields as one. Do you see how easy this is? More simple. If it feels like there's some area, some space in the field that's contracted or sticky or stuck or feels like a different quality than the rest, just give a little bit more attention to that while keeping the entire dilated experience in focus or in the plane of your interest, the plane of your attention. In that space, if it feels different or cut off or contracted, find the sound just as it is. As you move through that space from one side to the other, is the sound there as well? Does it seem to disappear or is it thoroughly absorbed? Now, investigate the sensation in the same field, in the same space. If it feels like a contracted space or a left out space, feel the sensation of that space from one side to the other, moving through it thoroughly, top to bottom, back to front. Is there actually a void of sensation there? Or is it thoroughly sensate? You do this as many times as you need to. It will become enjoyable. Now, if there's a, some significant amount of shadow material left or emotion work that hasn't been completely addressed, it may well come up here and that's okay. Keep doing the exercise and then later on in a different setting, you can do some of that work if you need to, maybe through somatic modalities, inquiry, whatever. But just know these energetic spaces that feel contracted or left out or blocked, etc., often correspond to repressed material or a fixation or a trauma somewhere in your past or whatever. So they do overlap for sure. And you can work on both sides. But when we're talking about non-dual, we're just doing this fully non-conceptually, immediate experience.
Work with that. Let me know how it goes. You may spend a half an hour, an hour with this too in non-conceptual immediate experience. Awareness and non-duality. For reference, you can take a look at my video called The Awareness Trap if you're interested in more background on the awareness trap. But without going into great detail on that, I just want to highlight and experientially explore the connection between awareness and non-duality. So often people will find themselves in this space or describe their experience or their insight or their realization as something called formless awareness or bare awareness, or there is only awareness. Now, if this is your experience or your insight, or if you've just heard a lot of people say this and feel like it rings true, then I would suggest a deeper exploration, meaning this is not the final position. This is not the final stage of realization. In fact, it's something like a halfway point, perhaps. Now, as I describe in the video uh, that I mentioned at the beginning, the awareness trap, for some people in this space, there can be a heck of a lot of resistance to going deeper. And it comes in the form of, well, there is no deeper because there is only formless awareness. There's no form. The realization has shown me or the realization is that there is no form. There are no things, no objects, etc. So it can experientially feel as if, how could that go farther? How could that go deeper? How could that be more clear or more realized? But it can, of course. So the next step, if this is where you find yourself or this is what you resonate most with, the next step is to clarify the nature of presence itself or the nature of phenomena. When I say phenomena, I mean the qualia of experience. For instance, when you listen to the ambient sounds in the room right now, take it all in. Don't think about it. Don't conceptualize. And by the way, when I'm talking about non-duality in this way, non-dual realization, I'm already making some assumptions about your insight that you truly understand and have realized non-conceptuality, that nothing I'm talking about is a construct. It's not a model in the mind. It's not a way of seeing things. It's not a metaphysics and it's not a philosophy. So we're talking about a direct experience. So I'll use the term qualia here for fun, that there's a certain immediateness immediacy, directness, to sound. Just hear that. Now, as you hear the sound, or as the sound stands on its own, just as it is now, where is awareness? Is it somewhere else? Just experiencing the sound. Is there a space in which that sounds occurring called awareness? How do you have to move your mind or attention to experience awareness as a container for sound? 
just the sound. That's where I want you to stay in exploration. The sound has no distance. It has no form. It has no purpose or meaning unless there's a thought about it. And importantly, but this requires a subtle degree of realization to clarify this. It doesn't exist somewhere. This doesn't mean that it, it exists nowhere. It doesn't exist in this formless place called nowhere. Because to experience a formless place called nowhere, you have to construct a very subtle but a very real mental image of space. Sound is too real, too close, too immediate, too just this, to say that it is abiding somewhere, occurring somewhere, arising somewhere. Somewhereness will not be found in the sound itself. Or we could say the hearing of the sound. Or we could say in the heard. Now, you could say there's an aspect of this heard, this sound, and hopefully you're remaining right with the sound as we move through this. You could say there's an aspect that is aware. There's awareness here somewhere. Isn't there? But is that awareness at a distance? Is there an aware one? Is there an aware one? Or an aware consciousness apart from the sound itself? Without thinking about it, without referencing something you've learned like consciousness or awareness. Is there a distance from which the sound is heard? Is there an angle from which the sound is received? Is there a receiver of the sound? Is there a hearer? You'll just find more sound, more this. The key to this is taking reference from the, the heard or the sound or the hearing, whatever, but taking reference from that solely. That has to be your teacher because it's very easy for concepts to slip in here, but we're not interested in concepts. We're interested in immediate experience without concepts. So you could say it has a certain aware quality but even that requires a subtle reflection to call it aware. Because if there's no one, nothing, no space, no consciousness, no awareness to be aware, what does awareness mean anymore? And if there's no labels, sound, ambient sound, hearing, then there's just So stay with that. Now, as you stay with that, you can ask 
where or how does the mind move to create the sense of a receiver of the sound. Watching how the mind raises that illusion can dispel the illusion. It can seem like there's something here, something in the body, something in the mind or head or something that feels like the space where the receiving occurs or the receiver exists. But you can also notice that's simply a thought right now because the sound is just what it is and it's just where it is and that where is nowhere in particular. So how can it be transmitted? How can it be received somewhere? How can there be a perceptual distance? Only through thought. So when we talk about non-dual realization, we're talking about something pretty subtle, but the good news is it's very simple. It's very, very simple. More simple than our busy, complicated mind could ever imagine. The mind can't do anything with this because it really doesn't experience it. It's a reflection of it. And that reflection has a lot of distortion in it. So the good news, we can go right back to the simplicity of hearing. Simplicity of the herd. Now, there could be a subtle sense that there's the herd. And then there's the sensation field of the body like the touch sensation or the internal sensation. It could seem like those are in two different spaces or there's a border between them or that they're in overlapping spaces. This can be the basic setup of subject object or the basic setup of the me and that which the me perceives or hears. Again, this is a subtle non-conceptual thought. But you can't just talk yourself out of it often. You need to explore it directly. So you can allow your attention to rest fully in the sensation field. However it is. Whether it feels like it has a center or not. And then you can subtly, gently move your attention to the sound field taking in fully the sound, just the sound, just the herd. Did anything have to move or change? Did attention actually move? Is there a gap? Is there an overlap? Or is it possible that there's no need to move attention at all from the sensation field, the entirety of the sensation field of the apparent body, to the entire sound field? Can you experience them simultaneously as fully overlapping or as one experience field?
It is body sound, sound body. Sound sensation, sensation sound. No place that they overlap, no barrier between. Just stay with it. Again, you could ask the question, is there a boundary? But when you ask the question, remain on the side of experience. Don't look for a conceptual answer. It's the potential pitfall for inquiry is the mind can get activated. We're not interested in the mind here. So is there a boundary? And then we rest fully with the sense fields as one. Do you see how easy this is? More simple. If it feels like there's some area, some space in the field that's contracted or sticky or stuck, or feels like a different quality than the rest, just give a little bit more attention to that while keeping the entire dilated experience in focus or in the plane of your interest, the plane of your attention. In that space, if it feels different or cut off or contracted, find the sound just as it is as you move through that space from one side to the other, is the sound there as well? Does it seem to disappear or is it thoroughly absorbed? Now, investigate the sensation in the same field, in the same space. If it feels like a contracted space or a left out space, feel the sensation of that space from one side to the other, moving through it thoroughly, top to bottom, back to front. Is there actually a void of sensation there? Or is it thoroughly sensate? You do this as many times as you need to it will become enjoyable. Now, if there's a, some significant amount of shadow material left or emotion work that hasn't been completely addressed, it may well come up here and that's okay. Keep doing the exercise and then later on in a different setting, you can do some of that work if you need to, maybe through somatic modalities, inquiry, whatever, but just know these energetic spaces that feel contracted or left out or blocked, etc., often correspond to repressed material or a fixation or a trauma somewhere in your past or whatever. So they do overlap for sure. And you can work on both sides. But when we're talking about non-dual, we're just doing this 
fully non-conceptually. Immediate experience. Work with that. Let me know how it goes. You may spend a half an hour, an hour with this too, in non-conceptual, immediate experience. <laughs>